This message is provided by Bridgeway Community Church. Thanks for tuning in. Hey, good morning, Bridgeway. We are Bridge of Hope. I'm Darren. This is Eric. That's Jose. We got a couple other buddies of ours on the board who are not here this morning, one in North Carolina and one we don't know where he is, right? We haven't, we haven't heard where his latest plans have taken him, but uh, we're really excited to be here and talk to you a little bit about what Bridge of Hope continues to do. Uh, we're about uh, 17 years into serving the widows and orphans in the mountains of Guatemala. Uh, so when you think about that, that's quite uh, quite a long time, and and in large part due to the ongoing continued support that we get uh, from Bridgeway and such a great partnership. It all started here, and uh, this church is firmly embedded into what Bridge of Hope continues to do in the mountains. So we're going to tell you a little bit about uh, what does it take to be a crazy missionary going out into the world. And with that, I'm going to turn it over to Eric. Good morning, Bridgeway. It is really exciting to be back up here to share the vision of, of Bridgeway. Um, each and every one of you have been part of it for a long time, whether you may know it or not, and that's why we're up here to share. Um, and obviously, the last uh, two plus years have been uh, kind of crazy for all of us, right? But spe specifically for our mission, um, we haven't been able to go down. So we're very excited today to, to share the vision of what's coming up, what God's laid on our hearts over the past uh two years through the challenges, but also through uh, amazing things he continues to do through through you and through the ministry. So um, when we talk about uh, qualifications to be a missionary, we're all missionaries, and you know, pastors have talked about it for years, and, and through scripture, we are called to go out and serve others and share the love of Christ and share his, uh, his, his, his love for all of the world. And we do that very well here, but we also, uh, you know, that's why we have partners at Bridgeway around the world, too. And we've been um, super excited to be part of Bridgeway for so many years and blessed to be part of Bridgeway. But three areas that we focus on, we keep it really simple um, because it can be pretty daunting and like, wow, can I go to Guatemala? Is it safe? And all those questions. Um, we've been going down 17 years, and it's been amazing blessings, tons, tons of stories. And we focus on three areas of play pray and pound, right? And so play is connecting with people. Praying is uh, spiritually connecting and, 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 and sharing the love of God with, with those, uh, those people that we interact with. And then pound is building houses. You know, we've built uh, well over 400, 500 houses over the past 17 years down there uh, for widows uh, and orphans. And uh, so those are the areas. So I'm going to talk real quickly about, about uh, play and uh, you know, it's really those connections and the interactions with the people there we're, we're there to serve. Um, um, so we have, uh, when we go down, uh, we'll talk a little bit about the fun bus ride. It's not that bad. It's 10 hours or so. Um, it, lots of stories, um, good stories. Everything's always been safe, um, and God always uh, provides. Um, but when we go down, it's always about the cultural interactions, um, the personal interactions and also the spiritual interactions. And so when you talk about play, it, it's, it's, yes, it's playing with the kids and interacting, but it's also the interactions with the, the adults, the, the parents, the, the men and women of the village, and getting them to understand we're there to serve them and to love them. And when we first get there, um, when we pull into the village, this big bus, and we unload the, the luggage, um, and they usually come, some of them come and want to unload the luggage with us, right? And that's usually the first interaction, and you could see 
the village will start to form on the side and they're kind of looking at us like, who are these people and why are they here? And they're, they've got a weary eye and understandably a little skeptical, right? So that first day is kind of like, I don't know who you are, why are you here? And the first people, the first ones to come to us and interact immediately is the kids. Like, almost sometimes swarming us <laughs> in a fun way. And so, we, you know, the, those, it's really breaking down those barriers. And so at first, they, they do stay away, but then you start to see them start to uh, engage and accept us, especially after that first day when we start building houses, and they're like, wow, they're, doing, they're here doing amazing good things for us. And it, and it really starts with sharing smiles, right? So when you go down, you know, you don't have to speak amazing Spanish like Jose, our translator, right? Or Darren, but Darren's not so great, but he's getting there. Um, but so you, you don't. It, it's, it's, you know, as humans and connections with, through God that he's made us, it's the smiles. It's the, it's the handshake. It's the high five. It's... Um, you know, all the little, the, the fist pumps, you know, it's universal, obviously. Um, and so we share smiles, we share food, uh, you know, we bring food down there, we share it with them, they share it with us, you got to be a little careful of that, but uh, <laughs> um, we share a lot of laughs, and, and it's, it, these trips are not only spiritually awakening and, and, um, and mind-blowing in the fact that Guatemala is one of the most beautiful countries in the world. It really is, and the, one of the most beautiful cultures. But we share a lot of laughs. Um, like, you just do a lot of belly laughing when we're on our trips <laughs> at each other, with the people, with the kids. And so we do a lot of playing with, like, soccer uh, with the kids. We do a lot of tag, bubbles, uh, you know, all those different interactions. And there's so many different stories that we could, we could share and tell. And, um, you know... You know, God, God has called us to, to interact and, and be friends with each other. And so, um, you know, just like in the scripture, it, he shares to, to have the little children come to you and interact with them. So, you know, soccer games up at the school, we run a school um, that we've run from almost the beginning, right, in Chasis. And so we've had uh, approximately 80 plus kids that we've taught uh, um, Christian education to. Uh, for all those years and have had meal programs for them every single day of that they come up to the school and so um, when we go up there we always play soccer we always end up on teams together and we never win we never win because uh, well we can't win but they are so good at what they do it's soccer is their their key thing so we do a lot of soccer um, when we're taking a break from building when you know sometimes we go down there and, and we are focused on building these homes we usually build between 10 to 20 homes, depending on the size of group uh, when we're down there. But we always made sure to, sure to share with our groups that it's, it's not just focusing on getting the houses done and how fast can we build a house. It's a little competitive by the end of the three days, like how, how quick can we get this house done? It's really about taking breaks, interacting with the, per, with the widow that we're building the house for, like sharing with her, but also playing with the kids, and the kids usually are always around. So... A lot of that, a lot of playing with, uh, you know, Frisbees. I could share a story, you know, we're, we're building a house one time and we're taking a break and we're playing Frisbee with these kids. And they, they, most of them have never played with a Frisbee. They're like, what is this thing? So we do a lot of that. And I remember the, this one kid took, this, took the Frisbee and he just, he didn't know how to throw it. He just chucked it. And it went like literally about 100 feet up in this big pine tree. And immediately he just ran and 
he was up about 100 feet within like 30 seconds, and we're like, whoa, and our kids that were with us couldn't believe it, you know, you just don't see that, and he went up and got the frisbee and got it down, so just lots of stories like that. Um, I can also say like the interactions, probably one of the most memorable ones outside of uh, being able to baptize, I've taken all three of my boys down, it's been a blessing over the years. I was able to baptize one of my sons in the river in the mountains in Guatemala. We've done that. Uh, but one of, the, one of the probably most impactful a couple years ago, and I took my youngest son, uh, Asher, down. It was his 13th birthday, this, the second day we were there. And uh, we usually try to find in the village a, a, a home that we can, you know, take a, take a Guatemalan sauna, at least clean up. And if you, ever, you don't know what a Guatemalan sauna is, it's a very small... The, the Guatemalans are shorter than us. Usually a lot of the women will come up to here. And so the, the, the saunas are very small. So you have to crawl in there. They have a little fire. And it's kind of like, and you just wash up. And so we did that. Um, and then in between uh, waiting for another a friend of ours and his son, we actually got invited into the house. It was about 10 o'clock at night. It was up in the mountains. And we got invited into the house of the family. And they had like four kids. And we're sitting around the fire an open fire in their house and just laughing. And we were showing them pictures of, like, snow, and they couldn't understand what that was, you know. Um, and I, I, I looked over at my son, and I said, Ash, what do you think? Happy birthday. He goes, I don't even know what's happening right now. You know, it's 10 o'clock at night in the mountains. You're, you're sitting with these, this, this Mayan Indian family, and it's a wonderful cultural experience. So that's, it's a lot of, a lot of that. Another one would be playing music. You know, we got to go down. A few, we always usually have a musician with us. Typically, we're blessed with that. Hopefully, more of that. And one year, uh, we had like five musicians, and Logan was with us. Uh, you've seen Logan up here, and uh, we played music every night. And uh, we basically had mini concerts. And uh, we didn't have a promoter down there, but just they would show up in the middle of the night in the dark and they would have their little flip phones like filming us, you know. We had such an amazing time uh, sharing through music with the, with the village, so we've done that. And then, you know, the connections are just, it's just amazing. You know, we've had a lot of connections and there's a lot of needs. There's never a shortage of needs that need to be filled. Um, every day we get different people that will come up. They know we're there. We've, we're really known for being when we're down there, um, that this Bridge of Hope team is down there. So there's a lot of times where people just show up and they, they have a need, and then we pray through it. It's, can we fill this need financially or through prayer or through giving them thing, you know, some food or whatever? And, uh, you know, we've had a lot of connections that way too. So, so making sure the interactions happen. Um, one other last story I would say, which is pretty, pretty impactful as far as, like, interactions, and, and, and it is playing, right? Um, is through a friend of ours, Emily, who's uh, been a big supporter. And if you know Emily, hi Emily, if you're out there, y y if she's in the room, you'll know it. <laughs> and she's a lot of fun, and she loves to play with the kids. She is amazing. She's a teacher as well. And um, she's made so many impactful connections with some of the certain families down there, to the point where one of the babies that was uh, born a couple years ago was named Emily. Um, after her. So, you know, those are lasting impacts that um, God has uh, allowed us to be part of and uh, pretty exciting to continue to interact with the people socially, spiritually, and uh, come down and, and uh, enjoy the experience that you can have. So with that, I'm going to turn it over to Darren. Thank you, Eric. All right, so let's, let's talk a little bit about Pound. And building houses. Um, I want to take you back to 2005. And in 2005, 
Somebody else was up here talking about going on this trip for the first time taking a Bridgeway group down, and I was sitting out somewhere where one of you are in one of those chairs kind of thinking about, man, what a cool thing. So I'm sitting in a chair just like you were, and there's this video clip, and then this guy talking uh, from outside of Lansing, uh, and, and I, I remember sitting in that chair, and I'm looking at this video, and I see this clip of Harry, and I think, what an amazing human that guy must be. What in the world would get you to make yourself decide that this is what you're going to do with your life? How cool is he? And I'm sitting there listening to the rest of the service, but I couldn't, I don't even know if I, if I listened to another word Pastor Tim would have said, because I was just thinking about, man, that's cool. It's really nice that we have people in the world like that. And at the end of the service, I remember Pastor Tim calling up the team that was going to get ready to go down in 2005 to start building houses for Bridgeway. And uh, this guy that lives in my neighborhood that all I knew is we played basketball together on Sunday nights as a bunch of neighborhood dads. And then I see this guy, Randy, get up and he's walking up. Not that Randy, a different Randy. I know that Randy went on that trip too. Uh, And Randy Lewis gets up and he's walking up to go get prayed over with the team. And I'm sitting there thinking, Randy is going to do that? He's did it? Wow. I had no idea that, you know, just a, a regular guy that I just knew as a guy that I played basketball with was going to get up there and start, you know, going to the mountains and be a missionary. And that, you know, Randy came back from that trip and we're still playing basketball on Sunday nights in our neighborhood back in the old days, back before Knees and ankles started getting a little bit too brittle, and uh, we stopped doing that. But I remember uh, after Randy got back from that trip, and he he looked at me, he said, dude, you got to do it. It'll change your life. It's changing mine. And I thought, wow, okay, that's, that's nice to hear. I don't think I was still convinced. So the next year now, fast forward to 2006, and we start talking about recruiting to send another team down to the mountains of Guatemala. We went on that one together, our first one. And uh, we walked out of the service, and Randy was, that same Randy, was standing at the table in the, the hallway at North, or, uh, East Rockford Middle School, rather. And my son walked up, and Randy handed him the pen. And my son, Kyle, 13 years old at the time, looked at his mother And she kind of did one of these, and he handed the pen to me, and he said, you and me, we're going together. And from that point, I was hooked. I've gone 15 times since then, uh, and it all started with Randy handing a pen to my son, Kyle. So, may the mountains bring prosperity to the people, the hills, the fruit of righteousness. May he defend the afflicted among the people and save the children of the needy. Psalm 72, 3, and 4. And, you know, that one really strikes me because I think about what God is doing in the mountains of Guatemala. They've suffered for so long. Now it's been 40 years, but when we first started going up there, it was 25, 30 years that they'd been suffering, and, and, and God is uh, doing whatever he can with people like us and people in churches like Bridgeway to go back down and, and serve him. So 2006... Now I'm in the mountains of Guatemala, underneath that pavilion in Chasis, and I'm, I'm trying to get to sleep on my very first night of our very first mission trip 
up in the mountains of Guatemala, and I got Kyle next to me, and it is cold. Cold. We had that pavil- the roof, but no walls on that. It was cold, wasn't it, Randy? Yeah, that, that building was not for the, the, the cold at heart. And I'm laying there, and, and I'm, I'm having trouble getting to sleep, so I start doing the prayer thing, right? I'm going to lay there, and I'm like, all right, God, let me be a miracle for these people. And he must have kind of he must have heard that and heard the smug voice with which I was saying it, and he says, uh, "You build the house, I'll be the miracle." Oh, that was the first time I'd ever heard God talk to me like that. Probably the first time I've really heard God talk to me. So then he says, "Where are you?" And I don't know why you think you have to answer God's question literally. Well, I'm in the mountains of Guatemala. I'm going to build houses. And he must have, you know, can you see it? Where are you? He said, well, I'm in the mountains. Have you ever asked your kids or maybe another loved one in your house the same question over and over again, trying to coax them? Like, you didn't get the answer right. Let's try it again. Where are you? And I answer, I'm in the mountains. Can you see it? Like, come on, man. Where are you? And this time the Holy Spirit comes over me and, ah, I'm with you. And at that point I was able to go to sleep. And the next day we got up and we started working and we got the work done. That is, uh, it's an amazing place to be able to experience something like that. And, and why do I tell you that? I tell you that story because I had my 13-year-old son sitting there laying in a cot next to me, and he was probably just as cold and probably thinking the same kind of thing I am, like, what are we doing here? Are we going to be able to do this? Can we do this? Well, you think about what, what God said in Haggai chapter 1, verse 8. Go up into the mountains and bring down timber and build my house so that I may take pleasure in it and be honored. And that's what it is all about. Eric said it. It's about, it's about praising God and, and doing what we can to serve him when we're called. You see, I'm, I'm not a builder. And anybody who's been on in these trips knows I'm not a builder. (laughs) But I can do this work. I can do this. I can pound a nail. I can run a chainsaw. I can do this because I feel God called me to do it. And because I love those people down in Guatemala almost as much as he does. And I love Jesus. So I can do this work. And I remember all those things that, that try to stop you from going to do this, right? We've all experienced it time and time again. And, and you think, you know, maybe, maybe I shouldn't. Maybe I shouldn't go. Well, I'll tell you, if she's here in the second service, go ask Claire Adams what it takes to be a missionary. Two years ago, we went down there. And right before we went down on the trip, Claire got an injury doing some high school sports activities. So she's on crutches. 
And Blake calls me and says, I think maybe it was email actually, and he says, hypothetically, you know, can somebody on crutches go do this? And of course, of course we can do this. Did, did her injury stop her? Did it stop Blake, Andy, Lane from going down together as a family? They felt called as a family to go do this trip. No, Claire being on crutches is not going to stop her. She was an amazing, enthusiastic person on this trip. She loved on everybody, and they loved her. As a matter of fact, Alex and Miguel and maybe a couple others who uh, lived in the mountains, and Alex is gone right now. He's uh, spending some time in Florida, but... Uh, these young men would take turns carrying her piggyback up the trails to go to the next house where we're going to go build. I mean, it was, she was an amazing blessing, and the family was an amazing blessing, and there's no way they would have, would have I don't think, I, I'm speaking for them at the moment, I don't think they would look back and say, boy, we should have never considered not going. And I tell you that because we all have doubts, and we all don't, you know, every one of us thinks, I can't. I'm not a missionary. I can't do that. Well, if you feel called and you pray on it, yes, you can, because we were exactly in the same position years ago when we first started doing this. So you, you don't think you're good enough, but you're good enough. Jose? Thank you, Darren. So uh, I'm going to talk about pray, the third P in this in this. Um, in this formula of what Bridge of Hope is. And that picture right there, when you look there, you got a couple of baptisms going on. And it's amazing, it's beautiful, because when we end our trips, we, we head down from the school in Chassis, and we're going down this majestic, beautiful river, and there's a waterfall at the end of it. And some people have, been, uh, have offered their life to Christ and have been baptized there, and it's a beautiful way to, to honor God. And so, um, so I'm gonna talk about pray, I wanna talk about spreadsheets, but Ron won't let me talk about spreadsheets up here. <laughs> so, and I'm not much of a pounder with the hammer. I, I can do okay, nothing like Darren or Eric, but, um, but prayer, seriously though, in prayer, um, this is the important part of, of the trip. And so is playing with the kids, interacting with them, building the homes, serving. But in prayer is where we connect with God and we connect together in one, in, in unity. And what we do in prayer is the way, the way it works is our day will start off where we get into the village. And in the morning, we get everything laid out, and we're starting to figure out, okay, what, what do we need to do? And we pray over protection. We pray as a group in a circle. And that's how the day starts. But in, and also in, this, in prayer, what we do is um, there's, there's three key areas that we pray in during the trip. And towards the end of the trip, we have what's called the dedication and the dedication is where we, um, you can see in this picture right here, I'll stand away from the television here, but in that right hand, in the top corner there, there's a dedication going on. And all the widows will, will stand there and they'll get these gifts, a blanket, a machete. The machete's used to make their food, tools for everything. And we give them everything we have. We give them our food and it's a way to, to honor them, to bless them as God is is helping us through this, through this time. And the prayer, when you get in that room and you're praying with them at the end, and you start praying, and you hear them praying in a shield in their native tongue, in Spanish, it's just a beautiful, 
beautiful uh, way that we honor God. And that's one way we pray. The other time we pray is the home blessings. Um, but before I do that, I want to talk about the scripture right here. It says, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer, petition, and thanksgiving, present your request to God. And that's a, that's a theme that Paul wrote in Philippians 4. And it's so true because during these trips, you need God. You need God to be there in presence. And, um, and it's an honor to serve him. And, and in the prayers here, there's also the prayers in the homes. And when we build their homes, 12 by 12 sheds, we go in the home and we bring a group in there and we pray over their home. And that's beautiful. And it's, it's so, it's hard to describe, but it's just so fulfilling. The spirit, you can feel the spirit in the house. And we bless the home. And, um, and then there's also a situation where we gather with the widows. In this corner here, you can see um, in, the, in this right-hand corner, we're, we're talking to them. And they're telling us stories about what happened during the Civil War. And some of these stories are really hard to translate to talk about, but it's important. It's important to understand what they went through, and it's important to pray with them. And, um, and there's one special story. Um, there's great examples here of prayer. There's this widow right here. You can see in the, in the corner. Her name is Anna. And I want to take a minute and talk about Anna because sometimes prayers come in different ways. And a gentleman, Andres Alonso Cruz, who brought us to this place, and he's been there forever. He, was, he passed away last year. Um, now his daughter's taken over the, the ministry, and at one point, we went to him and said, we got to finish building houses in this one village, and these guys said, Jose, we got to tell Andres we got to finish building the homes in this one village, but Andres kept saying, no, Jose, tell the group we have to go to Shelacom. Shelacom was a village where Ana lives, and and I didn't understand him, but we tried three times, and he, he said, you just got to trust me. You have to trust God. We have to go there. We get there. We get off the bus. And he looks over, and he goes, Jose, you see that, see that widow right there? She was in my dream. See, Andres had a vision, and she stood there. She put her hands, and she was crying, and she said, Andres, Andres, please come to Shelacom. And we didn't understand what that dream meant, we built her a house. We prayed over her. She didn't know who Jesus was. And we weren't sure if she, you know, would know who Jesus was. But we built her the home. We left. And then three months later, I think it was around May of 2018, I get this text and I get this picture. And there's Anna. And she's kneeling and she's praying. And she gave her life to Christ. And it's such a beautiful beautiful story. I, I was just tearful. I, I was trying to get a hold of Steve Scheffler and just praising God and thanking him for what he's done for bringing her to Christ. The next year we go back to Shelacom and you should have seen her face. She was just glowing. She's beautiful and she was just saying, oh, Jose, it's so great to, to honor God and to be a part of Jesus and to bring him into my life. And it was just beautiful to see that. And that's just one example, one story of many of, of prayer. Um, so, in closing, I, I guess the, the, the key thing is there's, a, there's also another scripture in here in 1 John 5.14, and it's asking God, according to his will, that he will hear us. And, and in the scripture, when we approach God, 
he will hear us. Now, sometimes we don't always get the answers we want in prayer. But he's, he's here with us, and he will hear us. And um, there's a lot of great stories. There's the picture of Andres and his wife, Shev. And even though he's passed away, and he's with the Lord as of last year, his daughter's taken over the ministry, and we're just humbled to be a part of his service and to be there for him, and we're looking forward to being on this next trip. And what we ask Bridgeway is, we thank you for your support. You guys are part of this too. Please pray for us. If you're sitting there, as Darren said earlier, and you feel like God's calling you and you, you have questions about this trip and what it's like to go on these trips, I forget about the bus ride. <laughs> it's, it's a little adventurous, but seriously, come see us. And we're going to be out in the square uh, after service. And we have two trips coming up. There'll be a slide here that shows... We have two trips in 2023, and we just uh, are just, we're humble to serve the Lord. We're grateful. We look forward to this upcoming year, and we ask for your prayers. So with that, I'd like to bring the worship team up, and why don't we go into prayer? How does that sound? Okay. Pray with me, Bridgeway. Father God, we are, we are just honored we are humbled to serve you, Lord, and we're thankful. We're thankful for this opportunity. We love the people in Guatemala, Lord, and we know these trips are special. Lord, we never know exactly what's in, what, what the trips will be like, but you're with us. And, Lord, we know that your plans are perfect. And, Father God, we just ask for your protection, your help in the upcoming trips. We're thankful for this ministry, Lord, and for being a part of it, Lord. And we thank you, Jesus, for all you've done. We all pray this in your name, Jesus. Everyone said, amen. Thank you. Thanks for listening to our podcast today. Check out our app or website at bridgewaycommunity.org for more messages or to take the sermon one step deeper by downloading the Sermon Discussion Guide.